Welcome to the Purple Political Breakdown. I believe for the most part that for the this is like not aliens for sure. I think for the most part this is probably technology that the government doesn't want the people to know about. Um, and we'll talk about whether that's good or bad in a second. And I think the whistleblower and I don't know about the naval commander, but I do think that they could be potentially a way to make people kind of, I'm going to say it, distracted. Yeah, it would like fundamentally uh, cause uh, major rifts in religious apparatuses, uh, would cause a massive civil conflict in uh, parts of like the Arab world, I think. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back here on the podcast, of course. And uh, did I forget to change the title? I think I did forget to change the title for this. Um, well, for the most part, we're back at it again. Episode number 36. We're kind of winging it today. You know, a lot of plans kind of get rescheduled a little bit. But there's a lot to talk about nonetheless. With that said, I'm your boy, your host, Riddell Lewis, here with my co-hosts, Jonathan and Paul. How are you guys doing today? Very well. Oh, yeah, I'm doing great. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Um, So let's get started off with the what you need to know. What is going on in the world today? Some interesting things that may or may not appeal to you guys out there. For one, there's uh, some kind of a looming pressure of an impeachment of uh, our Paul's man here, Joe Biden, in the works. So (laughs) no, no, Joseph. R. Biden. Joseph yeah, thank R. You. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, of course, Hunter Biden uh, and his plea deal that's going on because, you know, he's a great guy. We all know. We all know. Uh, the UPS union deal, as the UPS tries to increase their minimum wage, from what I saw, in terms of the part-time jobs at least, they want to change it from $16 to $21 minimum wage. So It's not enough. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Hey, definitely if you want a job, UPS driving, hey, that might yeah. be it. That might be it right there. And, of course, the Education Department has opened a civil rights investigation into Harvard's legacy admissions. So uh, another thing in reference to, you know, choosing certain types of people and joining colleges, we got rid of affirmative action, is legacy admissions next? Who knows? Who knows? So what do you all think about uh, what's going on in society right now? For the UPS thing, um, I'm pretty disappointed. The union needs to push a lot harder and they need to get AC in the vans. Uh, I still cannot believe that they fell through on that demand. Like, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, they still haven't actually consolidated the pension fund yet either. They still haven't uh, protected some of these like older workers and stuff like that. Like uh, all of a sudden they just like came out for these new people. It's kind of like UPS has run the union or something like that. It was crazy reading it. I don't know if you guys have read the demands yet, but um, they've conceded. So hopefully the union does not vote in favor. I don't think it will because the trucks was such a big issue with the summer heat. Uh, UPS has lost around 15 workers in the last year to heat exhaustion. And oh, wow. uh, it's just like absolutely incredible. And it's something that should go off uh, or should just like uh, definitely be tackled. Um, for sure. For the legacy admissions thing, look, hey, I say let the heads roll, right? Send the suits in and get it done, right? That's pretty messed up. I mean, it should be the merit. Uh, if we're going to get rid of um, affirmative action, then we're going to have to embrace that meritocratic system. And that legacy admission thing is far from it. 
All right, all right. Um, I'll, I'll definitely say for the at the very least, AC should be like a must in a lot of these places, especially with the heat wave oh, stuff yeah. going on. Um, with it getting even hotter in a lot of these places, so it's you know it should be well, kind of basic. What they promised like, it. They've promised it for their cars going into twenty twenty four for newer develop uh, developed ones. But let's say for example, you're out in like a uh, like a flyover state town or something like that that isn't going to have the new intake of the vehicles. You're still going to be operating these things, right? And as a result of that, it's just disappointing because this is like one of the most major things that the union should fight for. Not just benefits, but quality of life in the workspace uh, Workspace is just so, so important. I'm very happy they made somehow these concessions for the pay rate, uh, for the pay raise for the part-timers, right? But the reality is, remember, always remember this, the majority of people that work at UPS are full-time, right? Yeah. And this is absolutely disappointing from the union perspective. And uh, I hope that uh, it gets shot down and they keep pushing. Uh, they just got to choke this company out. But that's all I got to say. Yeah, I definitely feel you. I actually had one episode where we talked all about unions. We had a union uh, person who was a part of unions. I think he wrote a book about unions and then a Starbucks worker who was working with him. That was also part of a Starbucks union. And I forgot to record the audio and I lost that episode. So you know, just L host over here who just be losing some great, great material. Um, I'll, another episode I lost was about a Texas attorney was talking about how we should uh, jail uh, misdemeanors, and we were talking about that conversation. What? How people who have misdemeanors should have bigger punishments. Um, no, I think he didn't want to jail him, or no, I think he did. I think he did want to jail him. So. Um, that was a conversation we we're having, and that episode is lost as well. So I lost three episodes, ladies and gentlemen. It's just gone Terrible. in the archives. I know you gotta. So you, might, you might need to find a better system. <laughs> I just forget to like unmute the mics. That's my problem. That's not. It's not even a system problem. It's just I forget to unmute the mics. Well, I'm yeah. saying like the system that I use uh, for my personal podcast. Uh, you don't have to like unmute the mics. Like it does automatically when you press record. See, you know, you're better than me. That's all I could say about that. But with that said, let's dive into our topic, the, the starting topic. We don't know how long we'll be on here, but it's an interesting conversation, especially with two uh, religious individuals here, and that is aliens. Recently, there was a hearing that went on where uh, a couple of individuals were talking about UAPs, un unidentified aerial phenomena as i believe uh -huh. what the uh acronym stands for and from what i saw there are the three individuals that showed up for the hearing that were pleading their case was a naval commander was a someone that is in the uap division in the government i believe and someone a part of this kind of organization called safe aerospace and he was like the ceo for that company talking about how we should have you know good protection safe protection um what is going on in our skies and they're pleading their case that uaps ufos aliens ladies and gentlemen exist what do y'all think fake real <laughs> terrible terrible no aliens aren't real oh. they're not real the only argument that people have for aliens is like oh Space is really, really big. Therefore, they must exist. To which I say, that's hooey. There's got to be something out there, man. I'm telling you. Agreed. Yeah, bro, see, it's so big, it's, man. No, it's, it's infinite. <laughs> it's really big, bro. Who cares? 
Who cares? So I'm actually, so it, I don't like, I'm not one of the people who's like aliens can't be real because of X, Y, Z or whatever. Um, I don't think, cause like a lot of Christians will either go one of two ways with it. They'll go like, Oh, aliens aren't real because for some reason that would disprove God or aliens must be real because of some, you know, they sometimes they'll take the track because God created a big universe and so he created any, everything inside the universe. Um, but others will take the approach that I generally take. And it's like, yeah, sure, you can call them aliens if you want, but I do believe in angels and demons, obviously. Uh, and I look at it as like, what is like the criteria of what somebody would consider an alien? Something that's not of this world, something that through technology or some other means, we can't always see them or know that they're here. Um, and they're usually here for either our benefit or for our, you know, injury. And so they're either here to destroy us or here to help us or whatever. And that's like the same definitions of angels and demons. You know, they're, they're beings not of this world that we can't really see. We can't really know for sure, like through physical senses that they're here all the time. Sometimes we, we can, um, and they're either here, they're either here for our good, like angels or here for, you know, to do us harm like demons. And so I'd say, yeah, if you want to call those aliens, you can. As for like legitimate aliens that are like creatures of another planet, you know, I think that probably not. But I think if they are, if there are aliens out there, that doesn't like, so what? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. We've got to talk to them, man. Like I'm telling you, it's like. Uh, to do what? Be, How will we even be able to talk to them? Technology right? to defeat the communists, bro. Like, <laughs> All right, well, then I'm on board. If it's to defeat the communists, then yeah. I'm on board. I like, mean, like a UFO flying over Beijing and picking uh, Xi Jinping up into the air, bro. <laughs> like, come on. To be fair, the, the aliens may just be communists, low key. Like, oh, from all the stories we see, all we know is that the aliens like to take over the country and uh, take over the world, matter of fact, take over the world and rule on with an iron fist. So they may side with China, bro. They might side with China. Like, yeah, democracy. Like, have you seen the yeah, Twilight right. Zone episode to serve man? There's a no. Twilight Zone episode that's called To Serve Man where aliens come down, you know, and, and they say, oh, we're here to serve man. And all they do is, like, turn us into a communist utopia. But then at the end of the episode, uh, they just abduct all these humans to bring them back for experimentation. And it's like, <laughs> plot twist, the aliens are communists and they hate us. And they mm. want to experiment on us. So um, the big selling point. So I didn't see all of the hearing, to be fair, um, but... I saw a good chunk of the hearing, and from what I was hearing for the most part is a lot of confirmation bias without any evidence, which is like, this is, I'm, this is not moving me. I'm not one of those people who's, oh, it came from a Navy commander, so I'm going to believe everything you said. No, I'm not, I'm not going to believe everything you say just because you say it. So they're saying things like, um, you know, they found bodies where it was non-human. They were saying that we saw technology in the skies and that most cases of UFOs or UAPs in the skies were by pilots and one of the biggest reasons why this technology isn't human one of the people said was that because it was a it had the capability of being stationary in the sky especially in high volatile winds like a hurricane or just high winds in general and then it was able to on a dime reach speeds of sound so it was able to reach high speeds in an instant so this couldn't be man-made technology, which was 
one of the cases from like i think it was the naval commander who said this so they were saying things like this obviously from a layman from a person who's just listening or watching this they hear this they got the title they got the credibility of where they came from it's obviously gonna sound good it's gonna make you think about something my thing, I'll, I'll kind of reveal my, my personal thoughts about it a bit later, but I guess I'm going to ask you guys first, what do you guys think about these like important officials saying this type of information? So I think yeah. that um, the USN guy is the most credible uh, because his account only is based off of the aerodynamics of the Tic Tac that was seen, right? Now, for the other gentleman on the far left, uh, I still believe him, but the guy that reported non-human biologics is though, and the one that uh, went to Newsweek, I think it was, and spoke to them and did like an interview with them. Uh, besides going to proper channels, right, and also being unable to testify that he has actually faced real deal reprisals for doing this, makes me believe that there might not be non-human biologics whatsoever. So I'm definitely with you with that. Um, he, I think he would, he, I think he said he was part of an air force division that specifically, uh, was researching UAPs. Uh, so I think that's where he said his credibility lies from my thing from my personal point of view is it's really hard for me to believe this, obviously, especially when you think about aliens coming to earth, because when you think about something like that, they would have to travel, you know, light years to reach our planet, right? We don't really know many planets, very few planets that we can even hypothetically say have life on said planet. And any of those planets we deem capable, potentially, are light years beyond light years away. And if you don't know what a light year is, let's just say uh, no human is going to be able to live throughout that time. A uh, light year is extremely far away. I'm not going to go into the math because most people won't understand what I'm talking about. So, well, it's the time that light can travel in one year, right? And so, I mean, a ray of light can travel around the Earth six times in the blink of an eye. So that's how fast light goes. So it's the time that a light beam takes. Um, to travel one year so multiple light years is you know yeah I well still outside of the length in which humans can exist i still don't know if they can conceptualize i think the best best way for them to conceptualize it is if i had like a proper distance like uh do you know would you would anybody here know like the distance from the pluto to like or let's just say jupiter to earth I don't even know how many. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's I hundreds of millions of miles. Uh, hundreds of millions. I don't even know if that's a light year necessarily. But it's not. Yeah. So it's really hard to conceptualize. To... Oh, go ahead. Were you best? No, never mind. Never mind. No, no worries. But Jonathan said it on the money in terms of what a light year is. It's the uh, how far light can travel in a year. Um, but that's why when it comes down to anything being the speed of light from what we know of nothing with mass technically can be the speed of light so these aliens would have to create technology that was able to kind of break down the mass to be equivalent to a photon so it maybe it's possible maybe an alien can create that technology but then why would an alien create that technology show up to earth and then lose to some like missile like it doesn't really make sense to me so 
I, it's hard for me to believe it considering how advanced I think there's that would be. Yeah, I think there's several, you know, problems with this. I mean, science has shown so thoroughly and typically the the liberals will bring up how fallible like human vision and memory is. There's some uh, several very good, very very good highly recommend TED talks on, you know, eyewitness testimony and the 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 liberals typically like to bring up you know especially when it comes to criminological issues and you know like prison reforms and and jail reforms stuff like that like oh a lot of these people were arrested based on strictly human testimony which is so bad and so fallible which it is but then as soon as like there's aliens it's like oh well aliens are involved oh that means this one person's eyewitness testimony is the most credible thing on the planet because I don't even, so, Jonathan, I'm be honest. I low key think this is more of a conservative thing than a liberal thing. I feel really? like conservatives believe in it more than liberals. I don't think so. Paul, what do you think? I, I actually think, gotta agree with Jonathan here. Uh, you the, think the liberals believe in the the the, 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 the it's left? A very liberal thing. The leftists are the ones that are saying it's not real because they're saying that it's distracting from class war. That's like the the narrative they say all the time right like uh, all the leftists i know on twitter and stuff like that we're all saying oh look you know like uh they're just doing this so they can amp up a war with the iranians or something like that no right? i think jonathan's saying left wait may, let me let me no, ask no, conser- like the conservatives are the skeptics of it right uh yeah. it is, I think it is not saying, the liberals are the buying right ones. now particularly yeah People, I think of all sides are saying, well, they're distracting us from something else. I think by and large, liberals are the ones that buy into aliens yeah, being real. Of course. So yeah. I guess where I'm coming from is the, the, the aspect of the government is hiding something is where I believe is more of a side on the right. Because a lot of the sentiment oh, sure. is the government yeah. is hiding information from the people. And I guess it's not necessarily an alien thing, but the fact that there may be technology or knowledge that they have that they just won't reveal to the people is kind of where I'm coming from. That's what I think if, 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 big if, the like sightings of the tic-tac thing in the sky, flying away, we're moving, um, if those are real, what's to say that that's not, I mean, uh, I think it's a very hilarious time right now that they're bringing out this news at the same time that Oppenheimer was released, which was a very, very high priority, top secret scientific uh, discovery that nobody knew that we had anything near this kind of technology. There was rumblings in the uh, intelligence community that got over to Stalin and Hitler, like a couple months, maybe a year before it was actually done that it was being done. But by and large, the public had no idea. And then all of a sudden, this huge technology was revealed that literally changed the course of history forever. And at the same time, they're doing things on aliens like, well, we know time and time again that the government does very, very shady things with very, very highly, extremely um, advanced technology that they don't tell us about. I mean, look at one that everybody agrees on is horrible, like MKUltra. Like nobody knew that kind of technology was even available or possibly to be done. The being able to essentially mind control people, like nobody thought that was a possibility. And then years and years later, that technology got out and everyone's like, oh, this was a legitimate thing. Like, no, even if the tic tac flying thing existed, that doesn't mean an alien. It just means the government's doing what the government has always done. Before, and there's my rant. 
No, no, because I actually want to dive into that deeper because I think a deeper conversation can be had in terms of what sh- what should the government be telling people? And I think that is actually a bigger conversation. But, Paul, before you let leave, my only uh, question for you is if aliens did exist, would that change society? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it would like fundamentally uh, cause uh, major rifts in religious apparatuses. Uh, would cause a massive civil conflict in uh, parts of like the Arab world, I think, uh, amongst many other areas. Yeah. Like uh, think- there would be a very large, uh, sorry, there'd be a very large attempt to um, censor the information, I think. Yeah. Do you think net positive or net negative? Um, well, I have a commitment to truth, right? And uh, if that was there, then I would just uh, say, well, God created them too. <laughs> and I would, I would continue to move on. Yeah. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt me, but sure. I think that it would be a net positive to sciences um, and to our understanding of the universe as well. Uh, now as to what we should do with the aliens, um, we should uh, dissect them and, uh, <laughs> and uh, treat them absolutely inhumanely. <laughs> Uh, I, it, you know, I'm just gonna be real. Like, I'm gonna vote Republican for the rest of my life if liberals start like uh, voting for alien rights. Okay, like it's it's not gonna happen. Like when I watch Avatar, I say, dude, why are we watching like these insurgents like kill all these innocent humans? You know, like it's, this is crazy. This is oh wild. man, this is a conversation. Yeah, oh, conversation dude. of the future because that bleeds into sentience, and that doesn't only go to aliens. That goes to sentient ai that goes to animals oh that's a conversation ai can't be sentient for now takes the breath of takes the breath of god true oh man this is a conversation and i'll just 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 to be devil's advocate i will be devil's advocate for that conversation for sure um but that's an interesting conversation for the future i definitely think so um in terms of this you know the situation regarding the aliens i i'm kind of with you jonathan in, in the sense that I believe for the most part that for the this is like not aliens for sure. I think for the most part this is probably technology that the government doesn't want the people to know about. Um and we'll talk about whether that's good or bad in a second. And I think the whistleblower and I don't know about the naval commander, but I do think that they could be potentially a way to make people kind of I'm going to say it distracted from what is truly going on, not necessarily about the Iran stuff or whatever the conservatives are talking about, but more so trying to trying to well, more so trying to kind of get them thinking a different idea instead of thinking that the government has technology, um, which, you know, a lot of people will believe a lot of people are more than willing to believe in aliens. Uh, more than want to believe in aliens because there's a the want of something being bigger than ourselves in the universe and this potential hearing and distraction is a good way to do it honestly it's a smart tactic to fool the people so you know it i mean it, i guess it is what it is for the most part i guess my question for you guys and we'll go into this conversation should the government kind of reveal this type of information to the people in the first place if they have advanced technology that could change the course of war and the world in general is this information that the public needs to know 
I'm going to say something and I'm going to have to go. Um, <clears throat> I think it is wholly dependent upon the, like, uh, the situations available to us, right? Uh, I think, though, the here's like the big tuna, I guess. Uh, if Congress catches a whiff of it, then the people ought to know, right? Um, that's like my number one rule. Uh, I'll reach across the aisle here. I'll congratulate Congressman Gates for uh, asking the most important question which was why hasn't Congress gotten this report yet? And it's absolutely true, right? Like um, the reports they were talking about were withheld under, remember, like we're taking this guy's word under oath and whatnot, right? Obviously he can go to jail for a long time if he's lying, but if it's true, uh, Congress and the American people got held back on it and they had a whiff of this entire information. And because of that, I believe someone's going to need to go to jail. But yeah, I do believe that if Congress catches a whiff of its existence, unless it's like wartime, then sure. But anyway, it was nice uh, talking to you guys. I got to go though. All right. No worries. No worries. See you. See you. Take care, Paul. So uh, Paul's kind of sentiment was that if Congress knows, and I think there's some uh, some intrigue behind that because the Congress is supposed to kind of represent the people more so than any other branch for obvious reasons. Um, you know, they're the only ones that is like uh, voted, you know, by the people, especially in their local area with the, um, you know, state representatives, of course. So there's something to that. But I just unsure because we, we got a pretty good idea. You know, me, you and Paul, we have a pretty good idea of how people are. You know, even people who are supposed to ideologically follow in line with our own personal beliefs, we understand that some people are just not capable of certain Moral types fiber. of knowledge. What were you about to say? Oh, that too. I said people a lot of times aren't capable of moral fiber. That like that actually, as well. it's actually like like this is one of my problems with a lot of the Republicans voted offices. Every time it comes down to it, they don't vote Republican. They vote with the Democrats. It's like if I wanted a Democrat an officer, I would have voted a Democrat. So, but there's also, yeah, there's also that as well. A lot of people just simply don't have the wherewithal to understand certain things. Yeah. And Paul brought up a great point. You know, if, if aliens did exist, what the one potential fallback, one potential negative is that religious institutions would fall completely apart. And I do think it would be wise if you're religious. I think some of them would. Um, in terms of the world as whole, I would say most of them would. I would say a good number that probably would survive. I think Christianity would probably be the strongest in surviving. Um, but I would say a lot of the other religious institutions probably won't because I just don't know how they would deal with the alien aspect. Because like Paul, what he said, he said, God created the aliens too, is what Paul would say for like God. And from my understanding of like Christianity, God is the almighty creator of everything. I just don't know if the other like religious institutions would be able to handle something like that because a lot of their kind of religions, from my understanding, are a lot more intricate in terms of when it comes to this creation stuff. So um, I could be wrong, but I only know what I know. You feel me? So No, I think I think that's actually true. I think uh, I was actually looking for the Bible on hand. Fortunately, it's across the room. Um, but, you know, I have a really funny story about aliens, I guess you could say, based on my belief of aliens. So um, my current, uh, my girlfriend, when I met her parents, 
like typically you'd think like when you meet someone's parents like oh what are your intentions with my daughter like tell me about yourself you know that sort of thing like maybe if depending on where they're brought up they have like a shotgun in their lap and then they're like oh tell me about yourself but so no joke i i came in i shook hands said hi my name's jonathan blah blah blah. they sat me down uh we got dinner and her father starts out and says so tell me about the genesis what are your thoughts about the genesis 6 account and the genesis 6 account in the bible is the one where it talks about the nephilim which is what I would consider aliens, you know, and it says the sons of man came to, oh, the sons of God came down and knew the sons of man or the daughters of men. Uh, and so that's where we like Goliath comes from in the Bible from what's called the Nephilim, which are angels and demons or what some people call aliens. And so that's the first time I met her father, my girlfriend's father. We talked for literally two hours about like whether or not aliens were real or if they were just the Nephilim and whatnot. And I think my point of saying that is, you know, he was, we're both, we're both religious, we're kind of different denominations, but I think many of the like Orthodox religions, such as like Muslims, Christians, and Jews, um, or Israelites, whatever, um, I think they wouldn't have that big of a deal dealing with this because we all have some sort of framework for something that can be kind of considered aliens because that all three of those institutions share this those kind of books i don't know if genesis like in the quran but a lot of the old testament part of it kind of overlaps to some extent but they definitely believe in allah they believe in god it's the new agey religions that i think would kind of just dissipate because they'd have no no breath or wherewithal to kind of adopt that reality into its religion yeah, and um, like I said, this is important because a lot of people's ideals and a lot of people's kind of understanding of the world is so concrete. And, you know, it's kind of a reality of people, you know, tribalism, kind of it, kind of a mm -hmm. uh, kind of accepting a way of life and adopting that way of life and kind of sticking to it and costing other sides apart it's just not natural for people generally right it's just not a natural yeah. thing that's why you have to have people constantly trying to open up their perspective open up their point of view and that's why conversation discussion is so important so you can open up that perspective yeah. so with you that know, said, i actually oh i actually kind of want to change or see what you think about this alternate version of what we just said about religions adopting the existence of aliens. I could see it going two ways. The way that I said, or I could see if aliens came down, you know, supposing that they were real, uh, came I down. I think I know what you're about to say. But go ahead. I think there could be another version of this playing out when it comes to religious front. The New Agey people are, in fact, kind of spacey and ambiguous enough that they could possibly take it to the fold. Like, oh, yeah, because it's because they believe in the universe and the conscience of the universe. And they're just another extension of that. Like, you know, uh, Paul very aptly brought up Avatar and their whole religion system. There was, oh, the planet is alive, the planet, the universe, juice and spirits and stuff like that. I could see it playing out that aliens came down and then a concerted effort was made to kind of make Christianity and those 
Orthodox religions even more old-fashioned ostracized it. Oh, look at that. You have no way to explain this. They are part of the universe, and the universe brought us to. And they would make a concerted effort towards the New Agey stuff and against these older, uh, more Orthodox religions. Uh, that, that's possible as well. I, th- I think what I, I thought you were going to say is that they could use this as a message to even confirm their belief. So it's kind of in line with what you were saying. Um, cause the, another thing that people do as you were talking about is people try to adapt the new knowledge to their frame of thinking. And that'll be a perfect mm-hmm. example of that, and that they adapt a new knowledge to their frame of thinking because they're too stubborn to kind of move from where they are. So that definitely, but sometimes those things can be adapted. Sometimes there are explanations, but sometimes there's not. Um, I agree that it, it really depends on how they frame it when it's, once it's adapted. That's what that's kind of like yeah. the, the the big thing uh, for me regarding that. But overall, my, my point is that if the government as a whole, because I think some people need to realize this because there are individuals out there and for good reason, because I understand where you're coming from. But there are individuals out there that want the government to kind of tell them all the secrets. They they want the government to tell them all the knowledge. They want to be the government to be honest with the people. But there needs to be some type of realization that this type of strategy is not a good idea. It's just not a good idea to be completely honest with the people because the people wouldn't be able to handle it. Even if something that's even much more minor, right, where there's a police investigation. And matter of fact, Jonathan and Paul were talking a little bit about it beforehand. And let's say there's an example of a uh, potential you know, rape situation where there's a rapist and all the gruesome things they did, maybe even go far because there are people out there that keep them like locked up in their house for X, Y, and Z. And then there's a bunch of information on what they did. As a police department, even as the media, you would not give out all those graphic details because people couldn't handle it. Yeah, I have a perfect example Go ahead. When you're done. So, so my, so for about a year and a half, two years, I worked at a research facility, a research lab on my campus, uh, where we studied police officers that committed crimes. And, um, and so, and sometimes it was like DUIs, you know, or OBIs, whatever you might call them. Other times it was in situations similar to what Paul just described, literally. Um, and so I would come home every day. And my mom would ask me, how was my day? What happened at the lab? And I would not then go on a rant describing the very graphic details of what I read on a daily basis. We had to have many meetings at this lab. Like if you need a day off, you need a day off because we had to read court records, court files, journal magazines about what these police officers did to code the kind of crimes they committed, all that sort of thing. And so I read some very disturbing things. And my mom is an amazing woman, and she does not like those kind of details. So when my mom asks me how my day was, I'm not going to describe in graphic detail all of the things because that will just perturb her. She'll get upset. She'll get you know uh, very emotional. So she won't be happy with that. So I just tell her, oh, my day was good. We're in a lot of cases today, blah, 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 blah. If somebody else asked, I might tell them. But it's also not like information that everybody needs to know about all the time. So there, there's a prudential level here when it comes to this kind of very uh, important things. 
I think there's certain people that should know about it, right? Like redundancies that need to be done to ensure the system is safe. But by and large, some information that I'm sure the government knows is not like it's not prudent to just tell about it. I think there's a second level of prudence that comes involved. There's that first one, which is like keeping people from being, you know, emotionally scarred or, or whatever it might be. But there's also, you know, Riddell brought up the great point of like a police investigation. There's two reasons why you don't bring up a police investigation when it's active. One of them is that firm, that former category that he mentioned. Sometimes those details are just gory and they don't need to be given out to the media. The other time is because sometimes it can make it harder for the police to conduct the investigation. So there are plenty of times when the government is keeping information away because they're currently doing something very important. And if everybody knew about it, then that's going to violate and make it impossible to accomplish that task. Yeah. And that goes hand in hand with the, with the government, right? So, logistically think about it if we're going to use the example of advanced military technology because more than likely in my personal opinion and i think similarly to john and i probably paul as well is that we are not necessarily in believance of the fact that there's aliens we think that these are situations where it's probably advanced weapon military technology i would go a step further and say it's i would say our i've potentially think that that whistleblower is someone that the military or the government wanted to do this meeting and this hearing to provide this information to make it much more skeptical in terms of aliens or much more skeptical in terms of the military being involved but it is in fact aliens because the because a sentence like all oh, these are these bodies that we found were not human that's so easy to grasp the attention of ignorant individuals well so, is that is that verbatim what he said like, um, what did he do you know what he actually said so i know for a fact he said that the the bodies that there were i don't remember if the bodies were from a crash or the bodies were being examined but he did say that they were not human he 100 percent said that um so he was referring to some bodies the circumstance of the bodies i don't know but the bodies that he was referring to were non-human. So this is a powerful statement. It's a powerful statement because it's it's like the perfect, oh, it's aliens. It's a perfect uh, way to kind of uh, conclude that it's aliens. So with that said, I that's why I think it's military technology, advanced military technology. Are people going to see it no matter how secretive you are? Oh, of course people are going to see it. You only, you only have so much sky. You can't hide everything. So that so the reason why, we're, why i'm saying this is because the next conversation is here on how people or should people know well like john just said that there's two prongs to think about one in terms of the most peaceful society you can create the most peaceful society you can create is a society where everybody's ignorant of the realities of the world let's be honest as the most there's no way you make, can make them honest on how much people are actually dying because people are really ignorant in America. People don't really understand how much people are actually suffering in other countries. People don't really understand how much people are actually going and child trafficking and prostitution, dealing with some of the most horrible things that is happening every single day. They're ignorant. And that's how you create a peaceful society. Make them ignorant because they don't need to know. If they can't change it, 
and it's best for them to be ignorant. Well, if I'm, if a I'm great the leader, quote. go ahead. I don't know where it's from. All I know is it's sold on Instagram, but there's like, oh, a democratic system is a government by the people for the people, but the people are stupid. So it's like, it's, it's, it's so true what you said. I have had the, the overwhelming privilege of being able to go overseas and, and see some of it. And, you know, it, it's sad that we laugh. But in Rwanda, in the capital city, Kigali, which is like the only place in, Ru in Rwanda where you can get any semblance of like first world city because uh, you can get hot spots and you can go to nominally fast food restaurants and stuff like that. But there's a there's a section of it that's that it's a slum and it, literally the name of it is where do they poop because there's nowhere for them to go to the bathroom. And so I don't know if that's more of a i was i was young when i was there but i was old enough to grasp and i don't know like if that was like a slang term for it i believe that's literally what the name of it was called because they literally have no place to use the restroom so they just go right outside their door and you can walk and when you walk past it you can see some of the periphery of that that slum coming out to a big river that just flew through the middle of the city and they would just bathe in the river they just strip their clothes off and jump in no soap, no conditioner, no shampoo, no hair light and fluffer, like none of that. Like they just jump in and that's their bath for like the week. So people have just no concept of what happens outside of America. And that's very true. And I don't blame them. Right. I, I would. That's why I wouldn't have these like I am completely aware of how the world really works. Um, but I feel like I'm capable of like conceptualizing, you know, how you know how it is at the end of the day we're privileged to be americans we're privileged to live in america and there's two aspects of the ignorance as well there's obviously being you know protecting them from the horrors of the reality of the world and then protecting them from themselves as well and i think that's where the the ignorance of potential advanced military technology would come in Right. And in, in this situation, if we had advanced military technology that can do X, Y and Z and people and it's important to note that if we don't have technology that can be commercial use, why does the people need to know about it to an extent? I think that should that could definitely be brought out when when it comes to a very, very advanced technology, like um, like you said, open hire come out. And let's say back in the day, um the people who found out about a nuclear bomb that can kill millions of people. Like, why do the people need to know about something like that? If that exists. Right. So ignorance of themselves would come in when they, them potentially finding out that we have advanced technology that could maybe, you know, travel at speeds beyond a rocket ship on, on earth, potentially, I'm just making stuff up. I don't know if that's actually true. So, or maybe the Iron Man too, maybe we have something like that. Right. And we have this technology, people, what are, what are they going to want? They're going to want to know more. They're going to want to have access. They're going to want to see what it can do. And another aspect that he brought up, uh, that Jonathan brought up in terms of the second part of the investigation is the other countries. We need to realize that even though we're the most powerful country in the world, we have the number one military, one important part of staying powerful is keeping secrets, Get, making sure that the other countries can't even guess what we have or what we're about to do. 
That's a very important strategy. And when handling and kind of uh, showing your power, right? So, of course, this is not something we want other countries to know. And I'm sure they have technology they don't, we don't, they don't, that they don't want us to know, right? So, having people know about this, wanting to know more, potentially even writing to know more and making it a problem. Because once you figure out, we said this, we said, uh, I, th I forget if we talked about it in this episode, we said one of the most dangerous type of person is like a normal person that has like amazing ambition, right? I, th I think that was something like that in terms of the quote. But the, the reason why that quote exists is like an average man who has like all the time in the world and has like a straightforward goal and he will do anything to accomplish that goal. That could be a very dangerous individual. And if he finds out that, hey, we have very, very dangerous technology and it that's I'm just saying I'm not saying it won't happen, but this is the, the potential worries of letting the people know about this very, very advanced technology. It's protecting them from themselves and protecting us as a country from other countries learning about the secret that we have. So, yeah, well, I look I back at, at history and like the the measures and lengths with which the, the U-2 spy planes were trying to be prevented from Russia finding out about them. Like the whole thing was rigged with explosives or especially like the fuel capsule and, and the front part with the camera technology that was state of the art that we were flying over Russia and we didn't want them to know about it. Same thing with, you know, Oppenheimer and the bomb, all of this very secret, like there's just history and history of the government preventing because what happens if so, like what happens if our enemies get it? Because inherently America is still the best country, both morally and you know just economically and, and militarily and and freedom of opportunities it's just simply the best and there's other nations that are threatening us on all of those levels both morally economically powerfully at, at all times and if they got technology that was state-of-the-art that was insanely powerful then of course we don't want people to know about them it just makes sense if we're trying to prevent them from another person um, like, I just think, like, just imagine, like, I mean, we can look at this historically as well. Look at the powerhouse that China was and, and, and Eastern Asia when they first developed guns. And, like, look when when the when Europe and, and Britain and Spain brought guns over to the Americas, how easily they just decimated everybody. Now, imagine if you dropped, like, a, a uh, an 1800s era cannon or rifle back into the time of like the Romans, like how insane that would be. But for instance, like the, the difference in gunpowder and, and power of firearms from the revolutionary war to the civil war is almost incomprehensible. People don't realize how much technology, but the, the powder was so much more powerful back then. the accuracy of the bullets so much better and imagine if other countries got a hold of that at the same time that America did, how big of a difference that would make, let alone if you have this incredibly state-of-the-art technology, like, say, just an 1800s gun, and took that back to the War of the Roses times. Like, that would have been an incomprehensible tool to eradicate any country easily. And if America has this kind of technology that's that state-of-the-art that can get to the speed of sound in, in literally seconds, that can stand perfectly still on the sky, if any of that is actually true, which I still doubt, but if it is true, imagine if our enemies had a, had the capability of that technology. 
It's just incomprehensible. Exactly. So it, it just makes sense that we want to keep this information kind of closed doors at the end of the day, especially with the introduction of everybody having a smartphone technology, right? Everybody having a camera, right? It's even harder to keep information at bay because, you know, people complain about all the Russian hackers, but they are out there. So once the information is public, any country will find out about it. So it's even Well, that's another important. thing that I question. Sorry. What? What part? Like everybody has like my phone camera is amazing. Like right now I'm recording this on my phone camera. It's pretty good quality. Everybody has access to these amazing cameras. The government has state-of-the-art cameras, but yet every single video of the alleged aliens is like some super grainy eight megapixel camera from like 1980s. It's like what? Come on now. I doubt same that. thing with uh same thing with every uh, capture of ghosts. <laughs> like anytime yeah. somebody captures a picture of a ghost, it's super green. You can barely tell what's going on. So, uh, yeah, I I understand people want aliens to exist because I I mean I personally think aliens exist um, to an extent. Like I think there's other life. I don't know if there's other like sentient, intelligent life. I can't really say that for sure. Um, but 100%, there's definitely like organisms out there that are living. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're living in conditions that are different from humans. Like a organism that can breathe on uh, hydrogen instead of oxygen. I mean, it's possible. You know, it's not impossible technically, um, you know, with other uh, planets and with how they're kind of way of lives are are compared to earth of course so i don't mind about the you believing in aliens or anything um the practicality of them coming to earth and then losing to human missiles is, doesn't make sense to me you guys really have to understand how if they are advanced enough to travel at speeds beyond light there's no way earth can touch them there's not not no way we can touch them uh so we will lose every single time but with that said the government conversation should be understood. And if you were in power, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, if you were in power, you would do the same thing. If you have kids, you don't even tell your kids everything. Like, like Let's make it very simple for people. If you had a six-year-old daughter, you're not telling them everything you're doing in the house. You're not telling them about the taxes, the chores, the bills, the what the harassment I might have had at work. You're just not telling them. And I'm sorry to equate yeah. the U.S. people, the U.S. citizens, the kids, but like, just think about it a little bit. Yeah, there's a really funny comedy bit that I saw that this guy's like, you know, I can't stand people that are this and that. And if they don't believe in conspiracy theories, it's like, I'm sorry, but the government is in charge of all of its people. I'm a father who's got just one son and I lie to that kid all the time. Like exactly right. Like I would like if I was like a six year old or, or like even now, like as a grown person, if my dad came up to me one day and was like, dude, you know, we're just really struggling financially right now. We're having all the issues. I think the guy, I think the bank might take the house back. You know, this has been happening that I'd be like, why are you telling me this? I don't want to know that. Like I, that would freak me out as an adult. Imagine if I was like a 10 year old. Like I would, I wouldn't even know what to do. 
and I, and I look at it the same way. There's some things that like need that need to be told. Like you know, my dad would come to me like, if we're moving, like, hey son, I just want you to know, we're we're moving, and so you know, get your stuff ready, say bye to your friends. Like, there's some things that you do tell. There's other things that you don't tell, and there's a very fine prudential line between them. So speaking of conspiracy theories, you know, let's just dive into it. Let's have fun today. Um, well, first, let's talk about some technology that people say that we have, right? So one as one thing that I heard that um, the government is hiding is uh, I'm sure you've heard of like the the conspiracy theory that we have technology in Antarctica that can cause yeah. earthquakes, right? Yes. So. Um, what do you think about that? What do you what do you think about let's oh let's bring out another piece of technology so we're gonna have a more broader conversation. There's also kind of theories about of having uh, technology that can manipulate the weather. So that's uh, another theory that we that we have, we have technology that can manipulate the weather. And um, is there any like b other big ones that that you think that we're hiding from the people that there's been theories about death laser rays from above. Laser. I mean, we know we have lasers. I think it's not hard to imagine us to have like deadly, deadly lasers. No, I, those are the two that I know, like being able to control the weather and being able to cause earthquakes. Maybe um, like some broader people always speculate, like especially over COVID, like the mass formation psychosis, those sorts of like telepathic waves. People always, you know, like to talk that, about that. Those that sorts would of be things. tough to really. Know. I don't. I think I, that's easier to do just through the media, exactly how they did it over 2020. Like, I think that's how they would do that. It wouldn't be some piece of technology. Okay. So, okay, this is what we're going to do, right? We're going to go through a bunch of different things that people are saying. The people are saying that the government is keeping secret. We'll say if it makes sense or not. Like, if it was a secret, we'll say, yes, I would keep a secret versus no, I would keep a secret. And then we'll talk about whether or not we even think this is a real, real thing. So, first thing, technology at Antarctica, Antarctica that can create earthquakes. What do we think? If you had, if we, if we did have a technology, would you tell people? If we had that, no, probably not. Because that's something that would be very dangerous if our enemies got yeah, I wouldn't tell people either. Um, the the practicality of this technology to create earthquakes, I would say obviously in terms of like it's screwing up our enemies. Of course, it will screw up our enemies. That'd be very deadly technology. But there might be some like practical uses in terms of like with the uh, with our tectonic plates and potentially moving it around. Um, obviously, you you know, anytime they, they move around a certain direction, they can cause uh, earthquakes, but it, it, there might be a situation, so, I can't think of a specific one, where an earthquake could stabilize the, the, the grounds versus, you know, make it worse. There might be an example out there. So, there's a couple things. But, but obviously, weaponized use is very good. The only beneficial way that i could possibly see it um would be you know a very effective way to like level decommissioned buildings old towns that need to be removed if that was widely available technology there could be some ergonomic uses of it like you know old cities that are like deemed hazardous and we need to level those buildings very easily and effectively possible the level of earthquake 
would be so beyond our capabilities. Like, because the way that earthquakes work is two tectonic plates moving together, and it's not the sliding that causes the the earthquake. It's when something gets stuck, and then there's a friction that causes, and then it's the slip that causes the earthquake. It's the snap reverbing effect, similar to the snapping of the finger. It's actually once the finger hits the palm that causes the sound. It's not the rotating of the finger. It's the sudden stop after like a very powerful spring that causes these earthquakes. And we have no, I, I would be beyond astounded if there was any level of technology that could force tectonic plates to move, to cause an earthquake powerful enough to do any kind of damage. We can cause like minimal earthquakes just through big explosions, explosives. Obviously, those causes the earth to tremble, but I don't, that's nowhere near enough technology. Like, I mean, the closest thing is like an atomic bomb, but like the atomic bomb is destroying the city with explosives from above the ground. It's not causing an earthquake. It really depends on, I can't see the plausibility either, but to be fair, like if they're doing a secret, they would have to have been able to create an energy source that is that powerful. And yes. I don't know the how like potent and how much nuclear energy you would need to create something that is like that powerful necessarily. Yeah. Um, the closest. But if they're in Antarctica, I can see them heavily using nuclear energy. Or I could see them heavily using something a lot more volatile. But since you're in the middle of Antarctica where there's no life, miles and miles and miles away, I mean, you can kind of just go crazy to an extent. So I don't know. The other I, the other way that I could foresee something like that happening is like, you know, when you get the, the right frequency on something and it causes it to shake and tremor. And or there's such things like these, I forget, like, essentially pneumatic pistons that are really powerful, but they cause like a small vibration on a bridge. And if you time it right, then you can just get the frequency and the rotation to just cause the thing to collapse. Like we've seen things like that. I could potentially see something like that working, but the scale at which it would need to be. And the problem is if it was at the right scale, they really wouldn't have much control over where it went. Cause you'd have to go to that area, drop the device off into something like that. Uh, and I don't think that kind of technology exists at this point either. Uh, yeah, overall, I don't think that type of technology existed either. Um, but, you know, practically in terms of destroying your enemies, right, this technology would be obviously extremely efficient of destroying their society, potentially taking out people. So, you know, you, you wouldn't need people for that. You just need an earthquake. So that's a yeah. dangerous weapon, dangerous weapon. All right, next is... Uh, a weather technology, so one that controls the weather. And if we had technology to control the weather, would I tell the people, honestly, I would have to kind of determine a lot. Because, like, in a situation where you control the weather, you could look at it like, okay, I could control how much, like, water or rain a farmland would get. And obviously, there's so many problems with that ethically. But in terms of just natural, like a city, whether they get rain or wind or anything, like who cares about that? So it's definitely circumstantial based. But overall, that's also kind of playing God. So most likely, I wouldn't tell the people, you know, that's kind of too much control over the environment. And 
I would probably want to tell people if I had that that. And there definitely would be requests. Hey, it's got a farmer would go like, bro, I need some rain. You know, can you kind of fix something, fix this? You know, definitely stuff like that could happen. I think it would widely depend on the extent to which I could control the weather. Like if I could be causing tsunamis and and and, and hurricanes, then that might be the best not to tell them. But there's already the ability to like for lack of a better term control the weather like inseminating a cloud with water, that sort of thing and they they do those in in African countries where there are uh, massive droughts and stuff. Only problem is you have to have already like got your you have to already have clouds in the sky. We can't create clouds like at the scale enough to do that. But we can control the weather to circ- certain circumstances and to certain extents. So I would, if it was just one of those things, I would probably tell him. But if it was like the capabilities to create tornadoes at large enough scales to level cities to create hurricanes, tsunamis, once again, then it becomes the national interest to make sure our enemies don't get that technology. So I wouldn't tell them. Um, I definitely see what you're saying. I would say that my only issue is one, the kind of uh, economic benefit. And obviously, um, anytime something would go wrong or some disdain would happen in terms of the weather, they wouldn't know if it was the government or the people or natural causes causing it. So there would always be kind of some unawareness in terms of the government and their act on the people yeah they would have to make it very apparent when the technology is being used every single time they use it yeah that is true to some extent but at the same time i think it would definitely be in the economic interest of that kind of technology becoming public access because obviously with that it's going to take a lot of money to operate that that would certainly get into the hands of very large business corporations that would control it and then they could contract uses of it out but i mean we all know intuitively that big businesses in america a lot of their money ends up going into the government some way or another and so it would certainly be in the financial interest if it was that more nominal control of the weather for that kind of technology to get out into the public market um, because then, you know, farmers in Idaho during droughts, people just anywhere in America that needed rain or lack of rain could contract that device, could pay the company, and then that would be implemented. And then, you know, donors give that back to the U.S. government or paying for campaigns, all that sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah, it would, it would definitely be – it would bring in some type of uh... – ethical questions at the very least in terms of oh, how, sure. they're, how they're using the the machine and i could definitely see the over the, the benefit like i said earlier i could say the the benefit for like a farmland of course um the question is how do you make one making sure it's limited to the point where it's not overutilized because yes. once the you know once we have the, what are you about to say Actually, we have no idea what kind of effect that would have on the climate and that's another part where it's like 
would we could we potentially permanently damage the weather depending on how it's used um the, the climate more more so and that's uh another important kind of distinguish we're about to enter in california into uh ohio do we want to do that you know it's very possible if we have a weather machine so um i don't know it's a interesting question but we uh, overall i don't think we either either of us believe in like a weather machine so with that said next kind of a conspiracy would be do you think we landed on the moon and oh the question for you if we didn't land on the moon would you tell the people we did land on the moon just to be first um i do believe we landed on the moon um i think yeah i think we landed on the moon i do um, if we didn't land on the moon, would would I tell the people? I, what matters is being first. That's what matters here. Yeah. Hmm. There was, as I understand, very little indications that the government had that the Russians we're going to beat them. I mean, there was the space race, but I don't know that there was any like serious concern that the Russians were going to get to the moon first because we were kind of neck and neck with them right behind them. Um, I could be totally wrong about that, but I don't think there would have been a need to tell them expressly that we did it. Um, we could have continued in that space race, for a little bit longer until we realized that the Russians were exhausting their technological output. Um, so I don't see the necessity to have done that when they did it um, because we were, it was looking as if we were going to beat them on the technological front. Yeah. For me thinking about it, cause there's a certain pride that you gain from having this, astronomical achievement and that pride yeah. carries over obviously it kind of unifies the countries to an extent right we as a yeah. country landed on the moon first so there's certain power to kind of rally behind such an achievement kind of similar to like uh us winning the olympics or us winning the world cup well us uh, our football team will never win but we have messi now so maybe he'll join the american team and we'll win wait so what we have messi now and uh he's playing for Who's an american we? team america he is yeah, he's playing for the really? uh, Miami team right now. Yeah. What? Yep. So if he if he plays That's for the insane. American if he plays for for the American World Cup team, and we might win one for the first time. For the first time. I don't know if we've won <laughs> one in the past, but it could happen. It could I don't happen. know why we would want to win in soccer. That just to I win. suppose we just are I suppose we are a nation of pride, I guess, a nation of gay people. So I guess if we want to win at soccer, we can Really dive hey, into we want to win at everything. We school everybody at basketball. Obviously, nobody else plays football. The other well, nobody do, else has like seven foot tall giants like we do. So China tried it with Yao Ming. That's another conspiracy that they artificially created him. Um, but uh, you know, America, that. America's a powerful country, and we wanted that uh th that new one. So I could definitely see the the mindset of the leader at the time who had to make a decision if. If we didn't land on the moon, a, I want the people. Do you believe, to believe we landed in this. on the moon? 
Yeah, I believe in the land of the moon. I'm not with. I I don't believe in most conspiracy theories. But in in the case, if we didn't, I probably. And I think it's important to note if we didn't and Russia did first, or to prevent Russia from doing it first. I think there's something to say of do of lying, but personally, I'm against lying, so I wouldn't do it. But I can understand right. why another leader would do it uh, to kind of yeah. establish that sense of pride. But you know, I'm not I'm not one to kind of lie when it's not necessary. I think there's there's obviously necessary lies and not necessary ones. I don't think this one would be a necessary lie. All right, I got a conspiracy theory for you. Go for it. Okay. All right. Did Hitler commit suicide or did he go to Argentina? <laughs> did he did he actually commit suicide or was he still alive? Um I mean I think he I think he committed suicide. I've heard I've heard so you do? many Yeah, I think he committed suicide. Um to be fair, I haven't really this is not something I overly research, but at the same time, like I feel like there's so they, many theories out there of like big criminals escaping death and going somewhere else. No, I don't believe all of them, but I do believe that Hitler is alive because they did a DNA test of the bones which the Russians claimed were Hitler that like they 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 got the bones and it was a 20-year-old girl whom they said was the charred bone structure and skeletons of Hitler. Not his because obviously the rumors he committed suicide with his wife, who still would have been a forty year old woman at the time or thirty late thirties, but the bones that they said were Hitler's was like a twenty year old girl's. So I would have to look up the context of one: where did they find the bones, and two, um, what. I guess that would be the most thing. Like, where did they find the bones? Did they find it in the room? Did they find it maybe the? I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I would have to figure out the the context of the the location, and then second, the context of the declaration of Hitler's suicide. So, um, I would have to look into yeah. that. I'm not saying I've I've done a whole bunch of research, but I have seen some things, and uh, you know, watched some. I can neither confirm or deny if this was on the Joe Rogan podcast. But it might have been. It might have been. But no. I mean, you can say that, but obviously the Nazis escaped and got to Argentina. Whether or not Hitler did is another story. But obviously many, many of the top, top Nazi scientists escaped and just continued on the same experiments in Argentina with the local Argentinians. Because there's people like you go into a house there and you just find boxes of Nazi memorabilia of high, high lieutenants and corporals and from the military, from the Nazi military. So the Nazis definitely got away and are in Argentina for sure. So I guess the question is, if you found out that Hitler didn't kill himself, would you tell the people? Oh, yeah. You would tell the people that he survived and lived the rest of his life? Oh, yeah. That's something that the public would need to know. That would be a bonding thing for the American people, I think. I think that would there would be some initial outrage, but I think um, people would probably rally together again at the resi- at the realization of. Well, let me think about that for a second, because yeah, I can I see it going either ways. I could see it going either ways, but. You know, initially I don't, I don't agree, the terror. To be honest. Initially, the terror 
and the realization after World War II and World War I really brought people together after they realized that the level of destruction and death that happened. Um, but I think... So I certainly think you could spin it, right? You could spin it when right now we're very against the Russians and we need to attack the Russians or whatever. Certainly it could be spun to say, look how the Russians lied to us. We need to bind together as Americans to get the Russians or or whatever it might be. Or you could com even compare it for like Russia of the day was deep in the thralls of communism under Stalin. Um, and this is what China is like now. This is the level of corruption. They couldn't even tell us that Hitler died. You could do that sort of thing, and I think you could definitely spin the fact to make it to make it a positive, or to make like get some actionable response. But I think possibly if it came out that Hitler survived, people would be outraged, people would be pissed, and it could definitely cause some problems. So I can kind of see it if they did it right. It could they could turn it into a, a unifying something. But if they didn't do it right, I could see how it would cause a lot of anger and outrage. Yeah. Um. If I it really, I guess it depends. Like, if I found out, we just can't let Kanye talk during if that happens. True, just need to muzzle Kanye. If I found out at the time, it was like, oh yeah, it's possible Hitler didn't kill himself. I would honestly, I wouldn't tell the people. I'll tell the people Hitler died. I think, I think it's more negative if they know he's alive because for me, the big thing is like you can't frame it, but I think that's just manipulating the people with the facts that you know, and um, sure. a lot of people don't like that, of course, and. For me, who has like the conceptual understanding of what you're doing, I would understand that you're just trying to turn us against a different uh, enemy, which, you know, smart military sure. tactics, but I wouldn't appreciate it as an individual um, that. And then the second thing is like there's a there's a certain kind of like. Moral thing about it, too, because oh, yeah. like at the end of the day, the ultimate evil is gone on the world versus the ultimate evil got to do the worst thing in all of humanity and got to live a normal life for the rest of his life. So yeah, well, people just wouldn't be able to kind of like cope with that type of understanding. Well, I would say the moral responsibility that you have is to tell the truth and to tell that Hitler survived. But there's a couple things with that. Um, the absolute evil is still well, around, the, right? The moral because... understanding, I definitely agree that the moral understanding would be the moral thing for the person would be the truth but i think in leadership morality is not the first thing you should care about personally but the people the people need to be moral the leadership arguable yeah there's something to be said for what you were indicating but i mean so when you have the 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 framework that i have um you realize that Hitler was not the epitome of evil. There was a spirit inside of him that still exists. And it's a spirit of anonymity. Um, it's something that can happen to, to, to nearly anyone. Not, not necessarily just like, boom, one day you wake up evil. But the thing that makes Hitler evil was a spirit behind him. And we saw the same spirit in Joseph Stalin, who killed more people than Hitler did of his own race. You know, the, the people that died under the USSR was just 
unimaginable. I mean, the the Cambodian killing fields that happened in Asia, like these people, Hitler, I think, obviously, obviously Hitler was a despicable person. There's something twisted in his brain and in his spirit. But people don't realize at the same time how many other people were doing horrendous evils on a very similar scale. I mean, the people that, you know, Mao Zedong killed, the people that happened in the Cambodian killing fields, the people that died in the USSR, the Ukrainians that were slaughtered back then. You want to talk about like slaughter today? Oh my gosh, the Ukrainians that were slaughtered back in the 1930s and the 40s, unimaginable, unimaginable death and tragedy. <laughs> there is a spirit that animates, and it still can come around today. That evil, because Hitler is dead doesn't mean that that will never happen again because it already has. And we see this. This is one of the the things that we see that is problematic that people identify on the far right, people like Nick Fuentes, who use the same sort of rhetoric. And that's why it's a dangerous thing because it's not a singular person that was the epitome of evil. It's a spirit that pervades the human heart. You know, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, uh, has one of the best quotes um, I've ever heard, and it's one of his most famous lines. And it's talking about the sort of things that the captains uh, in the Russian military would do. They would just do these senseless acts of violence to people. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Um, but it's essentially the line that divides between the good and evil cuts through every human heart. Um and the point of that is, um, I'm not going to be able to find it, um, but the the line, every it goes through every human heart. Anybody at any time can have a really bad day and start a catalyst of events that leads you to do something horrendous. And that's what he's saying there. And I think we try to pass off like, oh, all evil is embodied in this one person over there. But it, it, that's not how it actually is in reality. It can, it's not going to strike you one day and all of a sudden you're just the epitome of evil. But the line that divides between good and evil cuts through every human heart and it starts with one small thing. You know, it starts with one small thing and it leads to another, it leads to another, and it leads to another. Yeah. So I definitely agree to that. And I know that's how most kind of evils start. With exceptions of psychopaths and sociopaths that are innately just don't feel emotion. And I think there are also another kind of point to bring up is that certain people are more prone to evil than others. So they so one person can go through the same events as the other person and end up a totally different way. So it really at the end, very end depends on the person. But. That stuff in terms of events leading up to it's kind of a similar thing to like, you know, uh, a pedophile who was abused as a child, which tends to be most pedophiles um, and then do very despicable thing as they're older. I'll ne I'll, I can't despite what you've gone through. Obviously, it's terrible, but I still can't forgive what you're doing now. So um, the actions of the, the society and the government is to obviously notate the the events as they're happening dictate uh document the events as they're happening find out those individuals and i think this is the conversation we had with like mass shooters right 
we can kind of note notate when they're kind of reaching a path of being very, very dangerous individuals. We should intervene in those circumstances more often than not in every and uh, at the end of the day. But overall, in regards to the point that was being made, Hitler, I, whether or not you want to say he's the epitome of evil or the, the spirit that he encompasses, very similar to other individuals that you mentioned are evil, regardless of what point you want to make right there, I think it's still to the people that are listening or the people that are yeah. like part of the country, those people just see evil and they want justice for evil. So in, yeah. in, in telling, telling an individual that uh, the person didn't get a, didn't get justice can break some people in terms of their moral system. They might start thinking legitimately that there's no good in the world. If this, pure evil individual was able to do what he did do what she did and live a normal life right so i guess that's where i'm coming from and that's probably why i would individually yeah if and i can some, certainly see oh sorry nope. if there's some sentiment that if there was no sentiment that he committed suicide like if the, if the russians didn't mention it initially then it would be harder to sell but if they in initiated it then i think as long as there's no way to prove or deny it, I probably would go more more often than not to say he's dead. Give people the ease of mind of not worrying about, about this individual. That's probably where I would go. Yeah, I can certainly see that tracked as well. Um, and to some extent, what I was saying is, is in some ways semantic because obviously Hitler still did those things. But I do think it is important to note because we have this concept of that and, and because we can actually make a more solid even than we already had which was already pretty solid case against that sort of thing when we say it actually happens in other people as well because I think when we see something like that when we see something like Hitler and we just say oh this is only something that is relegated only to Adolf Hitler then we have in some ways this kind of cognitive dissonance about it like oh that can't happen again because he was such an extraordinarily evil person but it, when we realize right. that it actually can happen over we can make it even more realization that we all need to be very careful but i do totally understand um what you're saying where like people like, you know, you hate the movie when the villain wins, when the villain does all these things or doesn't get quite the amount of justice that he deserves. Like, you know, he gets this and he gets that. But it's always more satisfying when the really, really evil guy, you know, is running and then falls off a cliff to a horrendous death. Like, it's more satisfying when that kind of happens because the justice is served. Um, so I do understand that as well. But we also know, you know, I suppose we don't technically know, but. Stop right there. Yes, this is a little mini ad. Don't skip. Don't skip. All I want to tell you right now is that at the end of the day, when it comes down to all the discussions I want to have, I want to be able to communicate with you, the audience. I want to be able to relay a message and receive a message from everyone and try to come up with these great solutions that I keep on talking about. So if you want to be part of the community, make sure you go to the website and sign up for not only the email list so you can get weekly emails from me for the podcast episode, informational sessions, 
all that great stuff but also sign up to go on my discord so you can be part of the discussions debates on my live streams so be sure to go to the website www.purplepoliticalbreakdown.com and go to the email list sign up and go to the discord and join the server now back to the episode i wouldn't i would hedge my bets to say that even if hitler lived uh lived out the rest of his days here justice did happen to him um because we're eternal beings and so we go either to a good place or a very very bad place and that's a fair way to think as well which i'm not i'm not mad at it. um what kind of aligning with that you know there's another theory that uh jeffrey epstein didn't commit suicide Oh, and please that, don't even. That's not a conspiracy theory. <laughs> he didn't commit suicide. Not a chance. Even well, the FBI admits it now. Well, it goes farther the fact that he's not dead at all and that people think oh. that he's still alive, but hidden. Oh, no. He's dead. He dead. So, okay, let's say he is alive. And you know, as a government, he's alive. And the reason why he's alive is because he has all those dirty secrets about all those very, 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 very important people. Would you tell well, that's the people, all the more reason to kill him? You wouldn't keep somebody alive that has all the secrets. Um, my conceptualization of this is the information is held hostage, and, and people, if he dies, then it gets if released. If he dies, it gets released. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, that's obviously something you don't tell the people. You don't let the government like the. No, if you're the government, obviously you don't tell the people because they has the secrets on you. And so if they know that he's alive and they know that all the secrets that they people already kind of know is true, but don't really, really know is true. As soon as you find out that, oh, Epstein is alive, then that morally, obviously, yeah, you have an obligation to tell the truth. They should change their ways. They should all probably relinquish their posts and let better people take over. But the government's not going to do that. So, of course, you don't let people know. Yeah, I I mean, I, I unfortunately, okay, let me think. So, okay, I'm in a situation because like me and you, let's say we're in a situation of power. Me and you would never do it. We would never be some weird pedophiles on Epstein Island. But we know he's alive and we know he has secrets about people we know, like powerful people in the, our government. And it doesn't stop there. He knows powerful people in other countries because he, he, he apparently there was princes on there, government officials from other countries, government officials from our allies. So yeah, yeah, we're Talk not about whistleblower stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, we're not personally involved, but we can we can put everybody to shame real quick. We could put everybody away. Oh yeah, I blow that whistle all day, even even if it threatens, you know, our our power our governmental power oh sure there's certain things that it's like this is what the bible talks about um what gain is it to gain the whole world but lose your soul like there is no gain in that there's no point it's it's something it's also something that well, you're not uh, never mind i'm not going to get into the big you, you don't you're not exactly telling the people who were the pedophiles you're just telling them jeffrey epstein's still alive that's all you're telling them yeah, sure, still. You know, there's ways they could probably do that in such a way that I could maintain my anonymity and still do it. 
But if I was coming out and do like if I knew that Epstein was still alive, if I knew uh, all the people on the list, then yeah, I will risk my. I, at least I would hope that I would, and I hope that I would. Um, I suppose I wouldn't know until I was in that sort of circumstance. But yeah, I would tell people. All right. Uh, yeah, I think I would. I would tell people as well uh, if Epstein. Let me think. Because different from Hitler in the sense that, you know, the e, Epstein's obviously, you know, pure evil to the eyes of people. Um, but his impact of being alive and being not alive is a little bit different in the sense that he can affect, like, some of the most powerful people and their image and all that stuff. So it would be hard to, to kind of figure out, like, morally, obviously, you would want to tell the people. But, like... I guess more, I guess politically, it would hard. It would be hard to kind of fu- figure out. Okay, what will happen to the country and well, our relationship? Do you know who Madison Cawthorn is? I think I've heard the name. So he's one of the. He was a representative from, I believe, one of the Carolinas. I think North Carolina. Uh, he's in the wheelchair, um, and he was talking about. Um, he went on. He did one interview in which he admitted he was up for re-election. There was no evidence that he was going to lose. He was a very beloved candidate. Uh, everybody from his district loved him. He was very popular. Um, I liked him. He was a great guy. Um, and then he did one interview in which he talked about you know eyes wide shut kind of parties um, where you know massive orgies with all the people of the power. Oh, is it that really young clubs. guy? Yeah, very young, yeah. and then all of a sudden, all of his donors pull out, uh, and then completely blacklisted. Yeah, that's another because because you lose all your connect because unfortunate politics is a connection game. It's a networking game where you know the right oh, people. Yeah. That's the only way you're getting voted in. Unless you really really popular with the people, you can get elected as a representative, but you're not going anywhere beyond that. So. Yeah, that's another that's another uh, <laughs> potential risk when it comes down to these uh, these games, unfortunately. But I think overall, I think I would uh, I would out Jeffrey Epstein and say, "Hey, man, this guy's still alive. You better go find him. Better get him out of here. Get this out of here." So, uh, is there any uh, other like government secrets or conspiracy the- theories that that we should bring up that whether or not the people should know? Um. I can't really think of any particular ones. Yeah, the the flat earth one is too ridiculous to even bring up. Um the lizard people is too ridiculous to bring up. Uh Oh, you know, there's always like last crazy one. sex cult things. That Yeah, I mean, we all know those. We all true. know that Yeah. <laughs> the the big one, the big one. 9/11. Oh, jeez. Yeah, the big one. Where so the the question for you: If you found out when you become a representative that the government did cause nine eleven, would you tell the people? This one is very. It's kind of like the Epstein, but on a bigger level in terms of how. Well, it's kind of it's it's changed. more similar to the hit the Hitler. 
if Hitler survived or if he didn't, because this was something that really brought America together. Like, oh, I would say abroad. the only reason why I brought the Epstein one is I, because, like, if you kind of admitted to the people that the government was evolved, it would destroy the trust. It would absolutely demolish oh, yeah. the trust of yeah. the government. It'd be 1776 all over again, probably. And is that worth telling the people if it'll destroy, completely destroy the trust of the government? I don't, I don't, that's a tough one. It's a really tough one. I could see it being a, a net positive if it was handled correctly. Because, like, especially, like, think of it this way. Think about if you could prove that you were a good candidate, if you were a good person, think about the level of house cleaning that you could do. Because every act that was based off of 9-11, every department that was created because of 9-11 that's causing issues, the bureaucracy at large could just be totally eradicated. If you came up with like, listen, I found this out. We need to do this. We need to get rid of these people because the fraud is so deep that 9-11 was instigated by the government. Like the level of cleaning house that you could accomplish with something like that is ridiculous. And you would be totally justified to do it, right? It's not like what you said before when I said, oh, you could spin it in such a way as Hitler being alive is a positive because you could gain this kind of benefit and point out this like this would be a totally justified like quasi jihad inside of the american government that like listen this is the extent to which it comes in this is what needs to happen and yada 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 so i i would think of it that way i think that you would have but there's something to be said that there could be a blessing in disguise so to speak in terms of increased like um like you know after 9-11 the the tsa and the security at airports were increased you could say that would be that was a in general positive in the sense that they're making sure that deadly substances are not arriving those are the sorts of things that you can still keep around okay i mean obviously not every single thing they have i'm just saying you could expose the level of corruption inside of the government in a way that was never really possible before. If you found out that, no, 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 this actually was true, then you could just say, look, at we need to get rid of all these bureaucracies because this is the bureaucracy that cares only about co- condensing and consolidating power that we just don't need, that they're willing to do anything. So, yeah, I understand where you're coming from now. And... Then I would bring up this this fact. Yes, you can spin it, especially to make yourself look like a good candidate. Um, doesn't necessarily guarantee you'll win the, the presidency. Um, but one thing that will factually happen is the amount of people who will hate the government will be increasing tenfold. And yes. I think something else to consider as well, not only did the government lie to the people, but the government killed their own people. Yes, that is the other side. That's the, the other side of the coin that is certainly bound to happen. That's why I said you could also just have 1776 again, where everybody like talk about like people were upset with January 6th. Like, if it came out today, people would know forever July 20, 
27th. Like, forever that would go down in history. The level of rioting and destruction that would happen. Yeah, it would go even 100%. It would go even further. Like, if they're willing to do January 6th, if they found out that the government actually did this and that they had killed their own people for this for this agenda yeah this the the amount of rioting and the amount of violence yeah. that could cause and who to say oh, that yeah. the government the people will ever trust the government again i think there's too many risk factors and if i'm being not all oh, people are going to hate this but we're just talking we're just talking as leaders right we're just talking I think if I found out, honestly, I don't think I would tell the people. I think it would just be too damaging. And this is one of those things that I said before. This is one of those things where it's best to keep people ignorant to protect them from themselves. I think this is just one of those scenarios. And it would just be better overall for the country uh, if we... uh, because also another aspect of it, if they started getting violent, then the the government's going to start stacking up. They're going to start attacking the, thing the is, people. That's that is a possibility. Unless you were able to so swiftly and forcefully take over the reins of power, but one individual there's... would never be able to do that in our in our government. No, no, no. But ah, uh, never mind. But yeah, you, there would be there would be ways in which you know the storming of the capital, the the complete overtaking of all avenues of the government, that you would effectively be able to take control. Uh, whether or not one person then became like, I'm saying like the breakdown of communication. If you could do it before communications were sent out effectively, like there's ways that you could mitigate. The probability of a of a legitimate attack force coming back, but now I just sound like a crazy person trying to overthrow the government. And so yeah, now that's what I, that's what you would have to do yeah. in order to fix everything. Yes. You would have to take restructure the government, and then that would be dangerous oh, yeah. too. So it's like, yeah, it's just too risky. It's too damaging, and I don't think I would tell the people. Sorry, people, but that's just is you just gotta think logically, like. If you think that you would be violent, more than likely, like everybody else that you know would be violent. So it's just too risky. Yeah, it's probably not something we should do. Um, like, but it's crazy. But just see about that. All the uh, situations where with cops and and uh, black people, right? The amount of riots and protests and violent riots that happen after some of those, like, this is at a different scale. It's just too too risky to reveal that information but i definitely what i would do is i would hold that information over so many people's heads and and definitely kind of hold that that's power you get on the hit, that's how you get on the clinton hit list oh true <laughs> oh so, they're gonna they're gonna try to take me out bro i'm about to get a sniper oh that's i guess the conspiracy. only way the, <laughs> the only way for us to know is if one of us becomes president True. The only, I guess the only conspiracy, the only conspiracy that I would be willing to tell the people if like, uh, that could potentially destroy the people's trust in the government is if it was true that there was like the government was assassinating presidents or assassinating key political key figures like JFK and Martin Luther King. If that was true, I would definitely out the government hundred percent. 
At that point, they're evil. So it's why like, that over? That's one U.S. citizen versus like a hundred odd U.S. citizens. Yeah, but this time they're like, you know, you know, getting away key figures. You know what I'm saying? It's a, a little different for me, man. These are the World people. Trade Towers Amen. destroyed the U. I'm just saying. I don't Amen. see the difference there. My, I guess the difference for me would be that obviously th- that situation w- was bad for sure. Well, I think the the level is a little different for me because it's it's actively trying to control the way the America pro- progresses, right? So that's kind of how I see it because. When you kill leaders, that's like, okay, they're doing things that I don't want them to do. Then that means that they're trying to control the way that the country itself is supposed to be moving forward. And I think that's another level. That's a next another level of manipulation, a next level of manipulation, manipulation that I think that at that point we should kind of just restructure the government. Or get rid of the FBI completely, like you said. I think we should disband the FBI. My candidate that I like wants to disband the FBI. Oh, Vivek? Is it him? Vivek, yeah. Vivek. Uh, well, you better hope that DeSantis keeps on destroying himself and Trump goes to jail. And then he could win the Republican primary. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think... Unfortunately, as much as I like Vivek, I don't know how much of a shot he truly has. I would totally be down to see him on a ticket with somebody else. Like Trump or chief of staff or something like that. Oh, you want and then Trump he'd have... to go back, come back as president? I don't, I don't. But I think this is a whole another topic we could get into. You but... could join RFK's uh, staff because RFK says he's a Democrat, but he's not a Democrat, right? He's he not. is a Democrat. Yes, he's not. I, I'll see you when I believe it. he's too. He's too. He's too cons- conservative. Conspiracy for me. From the only conservative thing that he has is he's an anti-COVID vax. And Every he other thinks, policy he has the FBI is killed is uh killed JFK too. Want to well, get rid of yeah. the FBI and anti-vax? That's too big conservative conspiracy thing. Yeah, but he's pro-abortion. He's pro all the other things. I guess it's a scale. He might, he might, he might scale fifty-one. I would have to look into it. Fifty-one forty-nine. It, it's a big scale. Pro-abortion. Because he mean, doesn't have. Like I was talking about the last time with, with you and Paul, conservatives right now, they're not concerned primarily with political policies. They are concerned with values. They want a return to conservative values. And so their candidates have to have conservative values. This is, is why I am. Religious? I don't he, think so. So he's pro he, I mean, he might, he might be nominally else? religious. He might be nominally religious. I haven't looked thoroughly into all of his policies. I know he's he is a Democrat by every standard when it comes to all the other things. He's just a quote unquote classical Democrat, a, a Democrat of the sixties or whatever. Just well, like, other than the he shares all stuff, the values. I'm, he has all the values, values that JFK had. Yeah, he had all the other values that JFK has. Was JFK anti FBI anti COVID? Well, no, he was a Democrat. He had the same policies that JFK has, who was a Democrat from the 60s. So, of course, they're not going to believe in transing people because that's a super radical modern belief, like of the last 15 minutes in human history. 
I would have to look into everything he put out to really see because, like, sure, you could say classical Democrat, but when it comes down to it, this you have to go. I, I mean, at this point, you have to go with what's currently showing. And um, other than, I guess, pro-abortion, is Trump pro-abortion or anti? I don't think he's the, he's anti-abortion. Is he? He. I feel he like ran. he had many abortions though in his life. No, uh, well, he didn't have any abortions. Oh, true. He might true, have true. paid. He might have paid for some abortions. I'm sure. Yeah, that's what no, I'm saying. I'm no, sure no. He paid this is what people. I. This is what I was about to say. Right. This is why I don't like Trump for my first pick. If he's the candidate, he's the candidate. But I don't. I am not convinced that he legitimately shares my values because up until 2016, he was a Democrat. And then he found it politically beneficial to run as a Republican. This is why I much favor um, DeSantis and or Vivek, because they, as by every measure that I can find, they generally or rather genuinely believe in those values. Trump does not. I At least I don't. Maybe he had a change of heart. But, but even now, like you're about to say, he's rolled back a little bit. On his anti-abortion stance, he's he's saying that there should be, you know, abortion up until a certain amount, which he did not run on in 2016 or 2020. He was wait. So he's rolled back on some of the stuff. He's rolled back on some of his LGBT policies while the other ones are doubling down. So, yeah, that's kind of where that's kind of like, I guess I see RFK like a Trump in the sense. Yes, that's probably he's a why. Democrat Trump. Yeah, that's kind of like why I'm like not super convinced, but at the same time, like the classical Democrat stuff, I agree with, and I'm I agree with like DeSantis definitely being more classical conservative versus something like yeah. Trump. But this is be, one of the things. It's interesting because, like, it, moving forward, if we have people who are towing the line, like RFK and Trump, what is that? Uh, there's a question on what that says about our current society. Well, there's so there's a guy. Um, I could speak to this more on the side of Trump than I can. Um, RFK, RFK, because I don't know as much about RFK. But there is a guy, uh, a a anthropologist and philosopher, I guess you call him, called Rene Girard. And he says a culture in decline can only make antiheroes. And by every measure, Trump is an antihero. You know, he's he's crass, he's vulgar, he does things in a a, a sly, backward manner. Um, he's effective, right? He's very effective in what he does. Um, but by almost every measure, he's an anti-hero. You know, he's crass. He says all the bad things. He does the naughty things, and he doesn't apologize for it. And I think that is a, a problem. Is that we can only, and that I think RFK kind of falls along those same lines. I think he's more diplomatic than Trump is, uh, but in many ways, he's the Democrat version of Trump because Trump came back and went in in 2016, 2020, was promoting very radical old ideas ideas from the past that we would have said those are antiquated and rfk is doing the same thing on the democratic side which is why everybody thinks oh he's a republican because he's 
pushing backwards to old values, which is seen as a conservative thing, right? Because it's the progressive left, the conservative right. So that's why people are perceiving RFK as, oh, he's like, I remember when he announced his candidacy, I said something to Paul and Paul goes, oh, he's running Democrat because he's promoting a form of conservatism, but a conservatism on the Democrat platform which is why he's still a Democrat because he doesn't share the inherent values that I share. I would never vote for him. Yeah. Um, we're going to go, we're going to be in a very interesting, um, next election, next election. And, uh, you know, the last couple elections were some interesting candidates, right? We, we had, uh, Trump Hillary, then we had, uh, Trump Biden, now we're great. are the four more popular ones as of right now. We don't know if it'll change by uh by election time, but Trump, DeSantis, Biden, and RFK. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I we think, uh we need someone uh, to yeah. shake. I, we could do we could do a whole podcast. I think on especially with Paul on, we could do a whole podcast on our nominees. Yeah, I'm I'm saving that podcast episode once we like get closer to election time and uh, you know, figure out what one will they be the four primary like nominees moving forward. As of right now, they're the most popular one, but you never know. There could be like this random guy, you know. Last year, Bernie was super popular. Somehow, and then Biden the, if came somehow out. they could knock down Trump's ratings. If somebody could really get him get to like the twenties, thirties, because I don't think DeSantis has broke twenties. But if Vivek or DeSantis himself could could get up into the thirty percent ranges, then I think there might be a shot at dethroning Trump. But he's just so far ahead right now, uh, con- especially for the Republican ballot. But who's who knows if somebody could get enough third party support, or if another if an RFK could really challenge Biden. Uh, if Biden, maybe he kills over in the next couple months. You never which know. Which is also possible. You know? then we're which to, is also possible. Have Kamala Harris run as president. Uh, yeah, I don't think she could. Well, I don't know if she'd run. I don't know if she could get elected. I think, I mean, I, th- I think she probably would run. She, would she get elected? Do? Hell no. She, she, no, she's definitely not winning. Um, yeah, I think she definitely will. I, I, I am 100% think that one of the things behind Kamala is she, she likes, she wants to be in power. It, that, that's oh, what yeah. it seems to me. And, oh, yeah. um, it, it, the very least helps her case if she took over for Biden after maybe he croaks one and then, uh, tries to go for a reelection as an official president. But, um, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. But that's all we got for today. You know, we kind of waffled for a little bit. But, you know, it was, got, it was a little fun episode as we talked about um, something important at the very least in the, in the sense that there is value in keeping government secrets, even government conspiracies that for the most part, if you're being honest with yourself, the people probably shouldn't know. You know, you don't want to destroy what you got going on. You don't want to wake up every day go to work, you know, get some McDonald's, maybe come back, you know, throw on some video games, play some Call of Duty or 2K, maybe go on YouTube or watch some streaming service on that. There's so much, you know, it may be a boring life, but bro, this boring life is so blissful and so easy 
you don't want to stray away from that, you know. So we gotta keep things how they are for now and constantly improve our current system and make sure that other potential bad stuff doesn't happen in the future. So that's all we got for today. Hope you guys enjoyed. Per usual, we'll be back. Of course, y'all have a good one. Rated five stars. Take.